Hey, Internet, how are you doing today? Welcome to another episode of A Casual Conversation. Uh, we're switch swatching it up for today. Uh, I'm going to be hosting. Uh, my name is Eric Swartz, a.k.a. E-Rage. I'm joined by my hosts, Nick Bayshore. Hey, Internet, how you guys doing today? And Miguel Benedict. How's it going, everyone? And for the record, I don't, I don't, I don't like this change. I don't like it. It's weird. I'm not into it. <laughs> change is good. Plus, it's only temporary. Don't worry, Miguel. All right. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about net neutrality and the recent ruling by the FCC. And why uh, it's important to yeah. you, listener, and why yes. you should care. But first, let's talk about what we've been doing this week. Uh, Nick? What have I been doing? Oh, um, you know, school and then things. And then Homeworld Remastered came out this week, <laughs> which oh. is a problem. <laughs> I actually. School. Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Things. I had never played the original. It came out in 99, and Homeworld Remaster, or, well, I guess Homeworld was, like, the defining space strategy game that started things like um, Civilization in Space and um, ba- basically every space RTS game ever, essentially, was started up by this Homeworld game that released in 99. And Gearbox picked it up and worked with the team to remaster both games entirely and create a new online multiplayer bit for it that uh, has like a bunch of rebalances and stuff. I bought it on Tuesday on Steam. It was on sale for 25 bucks, like a pre-release. And, I mean, I love these games. You guys know that Sins of a Galactic Empire mod I played for Star Wars forever. I mean, right, 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 right. loved it. So I immediately got into this, and it's really good. I could sit and talk about it for days, but maybe we'll do that in another episode. But Homeworld Remastered, man, taking over my whole week whole week and i'm okay with it i'm Oof. okay with it okay and what about you miguel um so yeah like nick you know deep in the throes of school i also picked up a game when i probably shouldn't have um dragon ball z xenoverse big big huge basically it defined my childhood dragon ball z so yeah huge fan um I, I've surprisingly, my will has held up. So I have gone through character creation. I created, I created a character. He's a Saiyan, of course. Um, of course. And, yeah, you know, yeah. As you, know, the, you can't be those puny humans. <laughs> right. And, you know, as per the, the Dragon Ball Z tradition of making the character names, um, you know, a sort of a pun on some food, his name is Whole Milk because he's really short and really wide. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, and it's phonetically it's it's whole milk, so it's H O A L M Y L K. So it doesn't look like whole milk, but when you sound it out, it's definitely whole milk. So <laughs> I, did, I did the first mission or two, fantastic. It's it's basically I'm keeping it there as my okay. If you can get through the week, you can reward yourself with this. So I'm I'm deep studying right now. Uh, well, not right now, but I will be once we're done here and. I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting until Wednesday, then I can play to my heart's. Oh, it's so far away. I know. Don't just just don't tempt me. <laughs> no, it really is though. Like I, I, I hate that feeling when you're like, I must play this game. That's how I've been with Dragon Age for the last week or yeah. more than week, month. I know, and then you just you're just too busy to play it, and it sucks. You really think about it. Like even after this podcast, I was like, all right, so what what am I gonna do this afternoon? Well, I'm gonna go out and buy my PS4. And then my, my my mind starts like going to like yeah I'm gonna get to play PS4 this afternoon. Oh wait, I need to get a haircut. I need to shave. I need to clean my basement. I need to take out the garbage. I need to study. I need to do a podcast for school. I need to, and then it's just like well now my day is ruined. <laughs> oh, no, it's a weekend too. 
Oh, but anyway, wow. I think we have this net neutrality thing to talk about, right? Yes, we do. We do. So, so we should probably explain why net neutrality is important and why, for those listeners who aren't aware of it or aware of the concept, why it plays such a pivotal role in our lives. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, no, it, it's very important. I mean, essentially, what it comes down to, like in, in immediacy, rather, is um, it, it's, the, it's the idea that the internet – Everyone who has access to internet will have equal access to internet, right? So, like, they're not going to um, throttle specific websites. And what I mean by throttling is, uh, let's say Comcast, for example, because I know we all love Comcast on this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the idea that um, Comcast, safe, right? Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but it's the idea of, like, let's say um, Comcast doesn't like Netflix. I'll use the Netflix example. Um, they can go ahead and without net neutrality in play, they were able to throttle Netflix speed because Netflix refused to pay them a specific amount for taking up so much broadband that um, Netflix was in, ended up having to be forced to pay because all of their customers that had Comcast had severely reduced speeds to the point where Netflix almost didn't work. So basically it gives them control over how fast the internet works for their customers. Um, and that's that's one of many implications, but that's basically one of the biggest affecting ones. Uh, right. And I think one of the one of the reasons why this is such a big issue and you know cuz some people are like, "Oh, well, if the company is already providing the speeds, like, you know, maybe they have the right to do that, but mm-hmm. it's one of the things that makes the internet so amazing and so great is that it's a level playing field and that tiny little startups you know, can become big, massive things and grow to be, you know, this really cool thing. So like your blog, your like little blog that you want to run because you yeah. want to run a blog will always run as fast as Facebook or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and no, that's, the that's opportunity part of it. To grow. And I honestly like I when I, I didn't really know about it until I watched uh, John Oliver's uh, video on net neutrality and it's on YouTube in case anyone's curious. The man makes some very good points. Uh, I didn't know what it was, and when I heard about it, and when I heard like what Comcast did with Netflix in that example, like that's that's some gangsta shit right there. Like that's. I mean, it is. I, it really is, and it disturbed me. Like I was, I was in net neutrality the second it dropped. I knew about it, and they had um, a blackout. Do you guys remember that? Do you guys remember the blackout? Uh, no, actually. And I I, so. It wasn't too big because a lot of news outlets didn't cover it. Um, it was in January, I believe almost two oh, years ago. No, wait, yes, yes, I do remember You remember that. it? Yes, yeah. Yes, yep. And they had, um, they had a blackout, and it was basically an organized event uh, to showcase what, you know, it, well, I guess a dramatic showcasing of what would happen if net neutrality was taken out of play. Um, so websites like Google, Wikipedia, this, that, and the other, basically all these all these websites you use on a consistent basis, including I think YouTube did it as well, were down for a day. They just didn't – they cut the website down for a day to showcase what might happen provided net neutrality falls. Right. Um, and, you know, that I was part of that. That was the blackout. I blacked out my Twitch, my YouTube, and this, that, and the other. Um, with YouTube, not like I had a chance, but you know, right. like, I had an option because they took it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I blacked out everything and didn't go on the internet for a day. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if Twitter did. I think Twitter might have, or Facebook might have. I can't remember. Um, but it was a big deal. And, like, not a lot of news outlets covered it, but a lot of people were like, wow, my favorite website's down today. Or, like, Wikipedia's down today. And there was a lot of people like, oh my gosh. And that's when it 
that kind of started to kick up and people were like, all right, well, maybe we should worry about this now. But I mean, like I've been following the net neutrality thing for years because it is such a problem and it is such an, uh, I guess, an inhibiting factor when it comes down to, um, like you said, Miguel, equal access to the Internet, freedom on the Internet, this, that and the other, um, which is what makes the Internet so great. I mean, with that blog. I, I think that's a great example because with that blog, someone can start up a blog, do a blog, and get like really popular. Whereas this already popular blog is already it's already gotten there, and there's not there's competition, of course, with like search engine optimization, this, that, and the other. But at the same time, you know, this blog over here, the the lower end blog, can still gain momentum without limitation as long as they do it right. And yeah. the fact that Comcast would have the power to say, "Hey, you have to pay us like I don't know two hundred dollars a month." Otherwise, your blog is going to be so slow as an individual page that no one is going to want to visit it and everyone's going to go to this other professional-looking blog because they can afford to pay a set amount. I mean, yeah. just it's it's such a problem. I know. It's, it's, it's really shady. It almost kind of reminds me of like uh, mobsters with protection money. You know, it's yeah, like, hey, yeah, pay some protection money. You know, we'll, we'll make sure you all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And, and it's not just Comcast, guys. It's Comcast, it's AT&T, it's Verizon, it's those big players. Yep. And and Comcast and Verizon are basically like part I think they're partnered together at this point, aren't they? Cuz like Yeah. It, I'm pretty yeah. sure they are. Is it Comcast Verizon? I know there's yeah. Comcast Time Warner. Yeah, Comcast and Time Warner for sure. Yeah. Um but I believe Comcast and Verizon have some semblance of a partnership oh, I'm as sure well. They do. So they're, they're yeah. And Essentially what it is, like the two competing ones, like AT&T and Comcast, it's a duopoly. Basically what they do is they stay out of each other's way and they make they vow to not, you know, uh, lower their prices or or heighten their speeds to compete with each other. So essentially we end up getting the shaft as consumers because, I don't know, uh, they don't feel the need to compete with each other to lower prices or heighten speeds. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's, you, you know, you get this, you run this risk of, um, sort of because of the whole speed regulation thing, this landed gentry where it's like you will you you get no new options because they're so massive and they've taken over and they have this duopoly where you know again to reference that John Oliver video he's talked about it you know they they sit down and they they slice up America in different districts and that's why depending on what city you live you know you only have in terms of your big ticket internet provider options you only have Time Warner. You don't have Time Warner and Comcast because depending on where you are on the map, you might end up on Time Warner slice of the pie or you might end up on Comcast slice of the exactly. pie. Yeah, exactly. They all study each other's way. And one thing that they'll do is like in small cities where a small company does pop up and they offer higher speeds and lower prices to, uh, to consumers, Comcast or whoever will lower prices and heighten speeds in just that area to basically wipe out the small competitor. Yeah, and they'll they'll do it very, very, quite frequently. And I think one of the most interesting things about uh, the entire process is, um, you know, you've got this uh, this limitation or like this unnecessary, I guess, unnecessary limitation because we aren't even sitting here trying to improve our internet because of that dynamic. They're staying out of each other's way. They aren't working to improve and they're constantly trying to sit here. And if you go to like Ookla, which is the net index for the world, um, you can look at their speed tests from all over the world because Ookla runs that speed test program. So to give you guys an idea, as far as internet speed goes in the entire world by country, we're number 27. 
the United States yeah, is number 27. It. It, yeah, it think is. About that, guys. We're actually behind some like smaller countries. Yes. You, you'd think what we would be ahead. No, we're not. We're not. So and the our reason being, one, just out of curiosity. What what is it? Are you looking for numbers? Yeah, like who's number one? Is it Korea? Uh, okay, no, it's not Korea. So the United States is number twenty-seven at thirty-three point thirty-four megabits per second, right? Right. Now, Singapore's number one at one hundred and ten point ninety-seven megabits per second. Holy crap! And that's like the 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 lowest part. Like that's that's the average. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, some some places peak at like two to three hundred megabits per second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, following that, you've got Hong Kong at number two with ninety nine point zero eight megabits per second. South Korea ninety seven point ninety four megabits is. per second. Monaco at seventy six point zero seven megabits per second. Romania at sixty three point ninety six. Japan at sixty two point eighty nine. The Island Islands. I, I guess it's a, a British or an Australian colony or something. I don't. I don't know what. The, I don't even know what that is. And it's sixty point fifty seven. Sweden, Morocco, Leather, or uh, Netherlands, Lithuania, Denmark, Latvia, Switzerland. It just keeps going, guys. Exactly, and you know why? It's because they have competition in those countries. They don't have. There's no monopoly. There's no duopoly. So there's what comes with competition, and that's you know raising of prices, lowering of prices, all that kind of stuff to to compete. And we don't have that in America, and that's why we have such shitty service. Yeah, yeah, it's it's scary, and it really, it really gets to me personally because I know we could do better in the United States. I really do, and I yeah. we have a lot of interesting technological advances here, and you know we have things like Google Fiber, for example, which is setting down lines. And to give you guys an example of Google Fiber speeds, they're around nine hundred megabits per second. And yeah. if Google's the only company that's doing this, and they're seeing competition from Comcast to set in the other, I mean. Why are we just doing this now? It's clearly been around, you know? And the thing that gets me is I remember this from an interview. I don't think I'll ever forget this because I, lo- I guess I love the internet. Um, there was a local interview. I believe it was in Kansas, and it was on the, it was on the news um, where they were asking a Comcast representative, so why did you guys never up the megabits per second in your area, um, and now Google's in here just outclassing you, and now you're saying that you're going to upgrade them? And he's like, well, we never thought our, our customers would actually want it. Uh, we thought they were satisfied with their speeds, and like we, we already have high-speed stuff, and no, 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 no. And I was like, are you kidding ass. me? Yeah. Like, of course we want improvement. Like, give yeah. me a break, dude. No, and they don't believe that either. Don't believe anything that they say. They just... You know, they'll take that like, oh, we didn't know approach, but they do. They know perfectly well what we want, and they're not going to give it to us without a fight. Yeah. Because they don't it's have to. Sad. I mean, they, yeah, exactly. They don't have to. Right. You know, I read somewhere that um, apparently in – because these, these companies, like, they have so much power, you know, from a capitalist sense, but also they have so much political pool. It's, it's a little mind-boggling. Like, we were – I was looking, we were discussing this earlier before the podcast started. Um, I read an article where apparently, I think it's the U.S. Uh, Senate Committee on commun- like Telecommunications, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, the, the person who heads that committee, that, that sub- Senate subcommittee, used to be like a CEO or some sort of executive officer of Comcast. Like, exactly. So, in other words, bias. Is that not – am I the only one who thinks that's shady? Like that's insane. Super shady. So they have positions in government as well, which helps them in right. many different areas. Yeah. So that that's insane. Yeah. I... And for those of you – I mean again, 
we're kind of talking about net neutrality here. For those of you who aren't familiar with it or are just hearing about it now, or I mean, although I assume you have, um, any Hopefully. negative things you hear? Yeah, any any negative things you hear about net neutrality usually come from Comcast or AT and T or you know Time Warner and stuff. The things they say are obviously going to be cast net neutrality in a negative light because it's in their interest to do so. Right. Yeah, and that's that's where most of them come off of, and the news outlets pick it up and they throw it around because that's the competition they're trying to provide both to incite you know arguments and views and this that, and the other. Gotta love mainstream media. We need yeah. to talk about that in an episode. Just saying. Yeah, we should. Have. <laughs> that should be an episode. Actually. Um, but you know, I, I'm sitting here like looking. I was I was going through the list while you guys were chatting right there. Uh, Singapore, ninety two point two upload. I need to go there. Yeah. I need to just move to Singapore and make my live stream career a bit more high quality <laughs> because I'm sitting over here with, you know, one, one tenth of that speed. I mean, it's I just crazy. Net neutrality is a real issue. And I think it affects a lot, a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Um, the average consumer, you know, uh, one way to look at it is they basically, basically without neutrality, they could throttle you. So I think one of my favorite examples to use is let's say the average consumer is a social media person, right? So, and I would could say that most of them actually are. So you have Facebook, you have Twitter and you've got YouTube. Those are three sites that a lot of people use on a daily basis, right? Right. So let's say that Comcast uh, decides to make packages. And this can this can happen because without net neutrality, you don't have to have equal access to everything. They can make as many packages as they want. So they're going to make the social media package. So you pay for your internet, right? You pay for your internet, let's say 50 bucks a month, right? You've got a decent speed or whatever. Now on top of that, what Comcast would theoretically be able to do without this policy in play is they would be able to say, all right, well, we're going to throttle the crap out of your Facebook and your Twitter so that they take 10 minutes to load. If you want them to work, you have to pay another $50 for the social media package. And then Facebook and Twitter will work as normal. And they can yep. do this with as many websites as they want. They can do this with as many different areas as they want. And they can change the speed however they want. Hell, they could tier that social media package into three different tiers. Right. Oh, for, for 50, you can get full access. For 25, you know, it won't load as fast. But you can still get it, and it's it's nuts thinking about that. And then, as far as like complications, you can throw in there too. It gives them power to control organizations, much like Netflix. So let's mm -hmm. say New York Times puts up an article of Comcast being assholes, right? All right. Yeah. Well, Comcast can then throttle New York Times website on all of their customers to the point where their customers won't be able to access it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's such a scary thought. It is, and it's, it gives you guys an idea of how much power they would have had if the FCC had not ruled in the favor of net neutrality. So it was a victory for the Internet just it was like a few days ago as of the recording yeah, of this podcast. Yeah, it happened on Wednesday. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I was very excited about it when it first came out. I, now, I was ecstatic. I was like, yes, this is great. This is a, this is a victory. Yeah, because, it was a, you know, a huge victory. Oh, my gosh. It was yeah, so the FCC ruled uh, that net neutrality is a thing. Um, basically, it allows them to monitor uh, various business practices in the sense of uh, kind of like a, like a landline, almost like how a landline, like a telephone line is, is uh, monitored and, and regulated right, in that yeah. sense so that they can't you know, do shady business practices and whatnot. I'm, so it's, 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 oh, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say, and I love the, the backlash because you already know, you know, Comcast and Time Warner, like their lawyer teams are gearing up, ready to combat it. You already know it's about to happen. I love the arguments. Um, this was uh, this is almost uh, slightly mangled, but it's a direct quote from one of the um, one of the Comcast officials who was trying to sell the whole idea of net neutrality, and he's talking about like, oh, you know, think about it. Don't think about it as fast internet and slow internet. Think about it as fast internet and like super fast internet and i'm like in in no universe does your argument hold any water at all like, yeah because like, a the internet's not fast so. right <laughs> so, and b you're it's, an asshole it's <laughs> it's the same thing with two different terms like i don't understand yeah. how people could even consider that i mean i i was happy when the vote went through myself it was a three two win so two people voted against net neutrality on the committee three did the vote for i i'm not sure who was who to be honest with you i don't think they revealed that information uh, this is just a huge win for free speech on the internet this is a huge win yeah. for free speech on the internet and equality on the internet when it comes to creating a business and building up things and i am happy that we won this victory how long it took scared me and right. i i mean this this has been going on for years years we didn't have net neutrality in place for almost a year and a half i want to say because it was pulled out last year um it, towards january and that's when the blackout happened and this set and the other and then it was dropped by the federal communications commission and then here we are at this point in time and they finally reinstated it the fact that it even dropped in the first place scares me because it should not have dropped in the first place. This should have been talked about years ago, yeah. right? And the American public should have gone against this years ago. Exactly. And when the internet yeah. came out and said, guys, help us, and no one did, and we lost net neutrality, that scares me. Right. Yeah. What's next? Well, then, then you get into the issue of like people needing, first of all, needing to know about the issues. And you also get into the issue of, um, you know, how how to get people to care and how to get people a little bit more involved in the the sort of the government process or the I don't, I don't know I don't know how to if I'm saying it right, but just sort of get people to understand like there there are things we can do for these issues because a lot of people are like oh like they're taking down neutrality that sucks and they don't think that there's anything they can do about it. Right. Well, I mean, I, I feel like people do have that connotation. And there were a lot of people that when I when I first started talking about net neutrality to them years ago, um, they were like, oh, we, we're going to be able to do anything, blah, 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 blah. And it's like you you are, though. Like, that's the thing. A lot of people have that kind of mentality. But if enough people go together and get something done, odds are it's going to have a bit of an impact. I mm -hmm. mean, obviously, we've got to this point uh, in time where we don't have as much power as the people as we would like um, or what was originally intended right. but I think with something like net neutrality we can make an impact the problem is I feel that a lot of people don't want to take the effort to make an impact that's uh, true and yeah. it's it, that's a scary thought because this is this is a country that is supposed to be by the people for the people right and here we are and the people don't seem to care about the country and then the country can just do what they want. And it's, it scares me. And I think net neutrality is one of those things that was like near and dear to my heart because I love the internet. I've always loved the internet. The internet is something that has mattered to me my entire life. And it's a big part of everyone's lives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it really is. I mean, it's your phones. It's your mobile access to all the websites you use, like Twitter, Facebook, Wikipedia, all of your online research, all of that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that no one seemed to care about it until it was already gone, like right. the, this policy 
It's, that's usually how it works. That's just we as people. That's how we are. We don't address an issue until it's on our doorstep, and it's unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah, it really I mean, is, though, man. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there are you know the exceptions to the rule. There are people who do care and then who you know, you know, take the effort, but that's generally, that's generally how it is. Yeah, yeah. Few, few are out there, but you know, they do their yep, best. But uh, yep. But uh, th- so thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, I think that kind of wraps it up for today's episode of A Casual Conversation. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can send us topic ideas and questions for the end of the show via our Gmail account. That's a casual conversation at gmail.com or by tweeting them to one of us on Twitter. Uh, speaking of which, where can they find you guys at? Nick? Well, you can find me on Twitter oh, okay. at OG. <laughs> That's oh, what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, so you guys can find me at Twitter uh, at OG Migsy. That's OG underscore M-I-G-S-Y. And you, Nick? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Avalence, A-V-I-A-L-E-N-C-E. Don't call me Avalanche. Is that Avalanche? Oh. <laughs> Don't do it. You can also find me on YouTube under Avalence and uh, Twitch as Avalence TV, where I live stream stuffs. Nice. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at E-Rage, that's E-R-A-E-G-E, and YouTube under the same name. Uh, But so that wraps up for today, guys. Uh, We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you all on the next podcast of A Casual Conversation. Have a good one, guys. Boom. See ya.